Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. And welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. So we want to get something out of the way really quickly. You know, I think like most people, we're online trying to distract ourselves, looking at dumb celebrity gossip news. And something came out about Army Hammer and, um, you know, leaked DMs. And I thought that's just up my alley of information I like to read about. So I pressed click. And that is a click I can never take back. Um, Started reading them and I thought, oh, these are kind of hot. Okay. And then all of a sudden I went, oh, oh, no, 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 no. Make it stop. Well, go away. Click back. Click back. Return. Return. Um, And then I threw my phone into the ocean and um, I left Los Angeles. I moved into a cabin in... um, the uh, glaciers um, of Greenland, and oh, wow. I um, I'm finally recovering. No, it was at first you're like this is just how guys like sext, like this is like a nerd sexting, and then there is what a lot of people have noticed is a a cannibal sort of vibe. <laughs> I I didn't expect us to get here. And all I have to say is I actually, Devin and I have talked a lot about this. We do kind of feel bad. Yeah, I feel like really weird reading someone else's DMs. That being said, I can't stop myself from reading them. I, I got this news like first thing in the AM. I woke up, I looked at my Instagram and someone had posted like, the army hammer story is too dark for me to follow but like if you want to follow go to this account so i was like all right i am gonna go to the account and i'm just gonna see 
And then I was reading the the text and I, I was like, okay, like this is upsetting and I wish that people wouldn't have their lives put out there like this, but yes, I'm going to consume all of this, but okay, but like it's wrong. I know. But they, it's like, you know, if if there's bottled water in a place, in an office space, you drink the bottled water and you know, like you should just use a reusable water bottle. But at the same time, the crime has already been committed of someone buying plastic water bottles. So if I don't drink them, there's going to be sitting there. And so like you drink things. S- same with these sex. It's like, um, you know, the these are out in the open someone- now. Yeah putting these out in the open and and so if i'm reading them they're just going to be sitting there i might as well read them and so but it is dark and i don't know who's wrong and i don't know who's right and i do think that you get into personas when you're sexting and i totally get that and um i don't get like i wouldn't go with this persona but you do i know this isn't my exact persona but like i think I don't know how that works. Like, I don't know enough about BDSM to know if this stuff is okay or what. So, like, I just feel like I don't even know how to comment on it. I really want to start stealing some of his lines where I ever to get into a texting sex relationship again. I definitely want to just suddenly veer course and say, like, also, I want to cut off one of your toes and put it in my pocket and see how the person And then be like, responds. did I cross a line? Like, he, it was kind of funny. He kept being like, did I go too far? And I was like, babe, <laughs> a little bit, like slightly. Yeah. The broken ribs, slightly. When you, I, you don't need to have my brains be a part of this convo. Like that like, shouldn't have been a part of it. That, but it's just yeah, I think- so nerdy. I feel like that's an as- aspect that hasn't been talked about enough is that like the whole thing with calling a girl kitten, I'd be like, "Ew, yeah. don't call me that!" Like that's so gross and like, ugh. I know. Well, I also think he's really unwell and like that's uh, the sad part to me. Someone's been like leaking. I know his like drug use videos. It's it's uh it's a not good, but yeah, it is like we do have to marvel at stuff like this because, like was said, the crime was committed. It's out there. Nobody, no crime. As Taylor Swift said, nobody, no crime. Speaking of teeny pop. Teeny pop. How's that phrase landing? Good, bad? I just hope there's no criminals listening to our podcast or else they'd be like, go on. (laughs) Aroused. Um, Okay, so speaking of my personal taste in music... Last night, I was on the website j14.com. Sure. Um, so J14 is a publication that I have consumed for, for a greater portion of my life. I, I did consume it when I was a kid. I remember I used to get the J14 magazine, and I was like, yeah, I'm fucking 14, okay? In the checkout line, I'm like checking out at the Washington uh, food market, and I was like, yeah, I'm 14 years old, so I do know a little bit about life. Thanks. Last night I was there reading about, so, okay, so it's a bit roundabout. So last night I, I finally listened to the song Driver's License by, let me get the name, High School Music. <laughs> um, sorry, just Googling High School Musical Drama. And, and just so everyone knows, the last thing Googled on my computer is order Milano cookies online. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at. And I do want to try the coconut Milanos. Okay. So the song Driver, Driver's License by um, 
Olivia Rodrigo. I had never heard of her. I'm getting texts about this song. I just listened to it for the first time yesterday. Yeah, I was getting texts from our our friends of the pod, Tess and Beth and Jess Jacobs, who hasn't been on the pod yet, but should be. Um, And I was like ignoring the text because I was like applying to jobs. And I was like, I can't even get deal with this like high school musical drama. Like, I'm not even ready for this right now. And then finally last night I had some free time. So I, I dove right in and this song driver's license is a all too well level breakup anthem for the ages. It's one of those breakup songs, which no offense to Carolina, not to appropriate your experience, but it's one of those breakup songs where I wish I was broken up with and could listen to it. Please. And cry. That is cultural appropriation and you're appropriating my breakup culture. I know that um, your culture is not my costume, and I'm sorry, but I wish I could sob with pain while listening to this instead of being like mostly content while listening to this. Sure. Um, and so then I was reading about the drama, which is that Olivia Rodrigo was dating her high school musical, the series. Wait, sorry. Uh, let me take that back. High school musical, the musical, the series co-star Joshua Bess- Bassett, Joshua Bassett. Um, and the song is about how he broke up with her, presumably for another teeny bopper, Sabrina Carpenter, who's 21. So by the way, like in the song, Olivia Rodrigo says like, she's so much older than me. She's everything I'm insecure about. Uh, she's 21. So it's not like she's like this worldly, whatever. But anyway, so I was listening to that song and then, and then another friend of the pod, Jesse Konevsky, who you heard last week texted me this reminds me of the miley selena nick jonas drama so of course i'm like frustrated with my own mind because the miley selena nick jonas drama has been pushed out by other meaningless information i completely forgot what the drama was and all i know is that like they both dated him and there there was like some weird youtube video so whatever so i go i go over to j14.com a news outlet a reliable news outlet it asked me to put my age in. I was like, wait, am I not going to get in because I'm too old? Like, I was nervous. So I was like, um, 1992? And it let me in because I guess I'm I'm not, like, too young that I can't read about this stuff and too old that I'm, um, as Carolina said, a sexual predator. <laughs> and so I was reading about how I forgot that Miley and Nick Jonas were dating and then... Nick Jonas like broke up with her and started dating Selena Gomez and then he got back together with Miley and then they broke up again and they were gonna like maybe get back together again but then Miley was already with Liam Hemsworth and the song the seven things I hate about you is actually written by Miley about Nick Jonas and the song wedding bells I don't want to hear your wedding bells ring is written by Nick Jonas about Miley and I just fucking love like songs that are written about celebrities yes. and you can follow the track. Like it's just so fucking fun and I'm obsessed with it. And like the little like details like that you get from these songs about um, what an asshole the other person was are so good. What was Miley's song See You Again about? Do you know? I can't wait to see you again. I don't know. Let me see. I would smoke cigarettes in the passenger seat of my friend's cars, thinking about a 22-year-old man while I was in high school who I was um, always trying to run into and blare that and yell along to it. 
So it looks like she wrote this song when she was like 12. <laughs> so I don't really know. But in one of her interviews about Nick, she says like, well, we met and he told me that like he had always had a crush on me and it was like our first time meeting. But I was like, oh, cool. Like, I like you, too. And then we were dating that day. And I was like, that's because you're 12. <laughs> like when you're 12, you're like, I have a crush on you. I do, too. We're boyfriend, girlfriend. Hold hands. Like that was what she was describing. Well, not when I was like, 12. Didn't happen a lot. When you're 12, me. like every boy in school is like, okay, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. And you're like, okay. Um, <laughs> More like when you're 12, people are like, do you like Sam? And you're like, yeah, actually I do. And they're like, well, he doesn't like you. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> in your face. Yeah. Um, also, I have to say that The Climb is one of the greatest American songs of all time. And I did cry when it came on in the grocery store at the beginning of COVID because I was like, okay, this is the apocalypse, but there's also always going to be another mountain and I'm always going to want to make it move. You're I like, thank God the, the arts are going to get us through these years. What did that? I was people loudly kept saying, singing it and crying. Remember what people kept saying in like the beginning of Trump's presidency? They're like, this art, the art that comes out of these political years will be amazing. I'm like, no, it fucking won't. No, it won't. Also, my favorite thing is like that, the my, the definition of that time period to me is the gif of Meryl Streep going like, yes, <laughs> yes, to Patricia Arquette's speech about like unequal pay or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so funny. It's like we all were like, yes, the Oscars is going to take them down. This is the truth we need right now. And it's like that did not do anything. Didn't really. Then. Yeah. It's sort of like uh, Taylor Swift's music video. You need to calm down. It was like. No, 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 that was actually <laughs> civil rights. No, that's political activism, actually. Look it up, Sweaty. That <laughs> Sweaty, look it up, Sweaty. <laughs> it's called Fashion Sweaty. <laughs> that was that was actually um, equivalent to the Stonewall protest movement. That was a part, that was an extension of the Stonewall protest. Was so. the music video to You Need to Calm Down. So if you didn't like that, then you're actually wrong. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to be right back with a friend of the pod and guest. So tune in. I want true romance. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. 
And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Welcome back to the pod. Today on the True Romance Podcast, we are joined by a friend of the pod, none other than actor Zachary Booth. Welcome to the pod, Zachary. Zach. Whatever, Zach. Wait, Zachary Booth Dorf, right? Oh, Devin, careful now. Dorf is that is not my right? Legal name. Oh, okay. Booth is my legal middle name, but that's what I use for work. Okay, so, so. his stage name is Zachary Booth. <laughs> And you may know Devin's him. Devin's trying to brag from... on how close she is. I know. No, I'm not. All I'm saying is, okay, all I'm saying is I do know his legal last name and apparently Carolina didn't know his legal last name. And that, to me, like if you're friends with someone, you know their legal last name, but I could be wrong. Well, that's how I know that Devin's last name is a ball hair. <laughs> Sorry. I have been <laughs> My legal out. last name is actually pronounced ball hair, but ah. it is spelled ball hair. Is it French? It's actually uh, Espana, Balinese. <laughs> Testicules. But our listeners might know Zach from a little show called Damages. Never heard of it. Glenn Close. Oh, right. Iconique. Iconique. We all, we love Glenn. When TVs used to be square. When TVs used to be square. Also the other two. Yes. On Comedy Central, right? Current, hip, sexy. Very current, hip, sexy. Um, also, keep the light on. Is Two that what it's called? Or more than one. Keep the, keep lights, the lights on. on. Which I watched um, because friend. I thought, oh, my friend Zach's in that movie. I'm just going to turn it on. No bigs. And then five <laughs> minutes in, I was like, um, hi. The next time I saw Zach, I was like, hi, Zach. <laughs> I've seen your balls. <laughs> I've seen your Devin's last name. <laughs> I've seen your Balairs. I Ballers. <laughs> but it is such a good movie and you are so so good in it so it was conflicting I was Thank like you. I've now oh. seen my friend Zach have sex and I've also know that he's a super talented actor I'm very proud of it but when I think of it often I think of there's like a scene where I'm crawling across the bed and my testicles come like swinging <laughs> through the frame sort of <laughs> no yeah. and i i think it was at tribeca we screened it and that was the first time that my father okay. saw it and like you know it was like a bunch of old new york queens and then like my right. family and 
<laughs> I, I think like word had sort of like gotten around that it was my dad sitting there. And so I guess a couple of gentlemen that were watching the film were sort of like, oh, oh, oh what? Ooh, what did you think? You know, like that he was going to be offended or that it was going to be some kind of like a gay right. rights issue. And he just was going on about <laughs> how great it was. And then finally, because they wouldn't stop asking. I And I heard this from like across the room. He goes, what, the sex? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dad. That's the part I was concerned about. I, also, wow. we can't forget that you... I think it was your first TV role because you're like a kid in it. You played a soccer player in an episode of Law and Order SVU. That is very close to what happened. What? <laughs> I, okay, I thought I, she was your friend. I know, I know. It was a fencer. Okay. And normally I would have just like let that right. ride. But the showrunner of SVU has been like very active on Twitter lately talking about how he's going to bring all of the New York act. He's going to get every Broadway actor a job on SVU. You know, he's a sweet guy and like he probably will do it. But that episode, I was like tweeting right back and was like, oh, look, this was 2006 and I played a fencer and it was only a co-star. So do you think I'm still up for being in the show again? You know, like really thirsty Twitter banter. I remember the first time I met Zach, we went over to your house. It was sort of one of those spur of the moment New York things where you were like, to a group of people, some of whom you're friends with, some of whom not. You're like, yo, why don't we just go to my place? I'll make you guys some food. We went to your place. Wait, what? Who was and there? A bunch I'm of really good people. Devin was not invited. And we went over to your place. You Damn. made us like pumpkin bisque. Your apartment was the, like the chicest what? thing I've ever seen. It was like you. It was gorgeous. It was really you hosted us. I was like so nervous around you because I, I just was like, I've never met anyone cooler. You took off your shoes and your toenails were painted orange like they had been professionally done. And I was like, wait, who is this person and why aren't they like in my life forever? It was so cool. And then I went back to my fucking crummy apartment where I had like a bed, bath and beyond like rug. And I was like, wait, I think I needed to learn how to live. No, the moral of that story is it's really good to make friends with people that are younger than you. Because, like, it was, it was like a studio apartment in a walk-up, and I knew That's how New to York, blend though. pumpkin no, it together. it was so gorgeous. But... <laughs> I can't even... I want to think of all these details it had, but it just had a mix of what looked like postmodern, like, vintage furniture, and it was really well lit, <laughs> and I was just fascinated. I was immediately drawn in. I love that memory. I feel like I never, I didn't do that often. So that was a special, a special night for me and everyone involved. Sorry, Devin. It was one of the best nights well, of my also life. Went Sorry, to Devin. Once. Okay. <laughs> I also went to his apartment once and Zach made me also a, a beautiful dinner and kept being like, this is like nothing. This is so bad. Sorry. Like, this is like not a real meal. And I was like, you understand that I eat Annie's mac and cheese from the box like every other night. And then when I don't eat that, I order fries from this place that I like in my neighborhood. So yeah, this is a real meal. But that was the old me. And I'm not like, I that thought anymore. you were going to say uh, once <laughs> when I went to Zach's apartment and he made me leave. <laughs> <laughs> he immediately asked me to turn around and go that often um, wait i want to talk about relationship even... status um zach okay but because this has been really fun like beth jacobs i got to catch up with her and ask her about her husband and so i want to know beth jacobs husband i know really cute wow. very attractive 
I called that early on. Yeah. Early on, I met him, and I think I told all of her friends very inappropriately. I was like, that guy is really hot. Not inappropriate? <laughs> are you kidding me? I know. It's just factual. I think I inappropriately kept on making jokes where I was implying that me and him were having an affair. <laughs> now I'm like, was that inappropriate? <laughs> no, well, you know, what are you going to do? Your boyfriend, yes. same Jacob. Yeah. Where'd you guys meet? We met on the internet. Which app? Wow. What? Which app? We met not on an app. Okay. Tell me more. Interesting. We met on chat roulette. <gasps> what? Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> Wait. Wait, why what didn't I know this? Happening? No, you didn't. Isn't that great? This is I've just never heard of that happening. Wait, I can't believe I didn't know this yeah. story. So like, tell me more. Were you on it as a joke? No. No, it's it's like <laughs> it's definitely in in my experience turned into like a thing that a lot of gay men do or you know whatever uh to masturbate and they just like oh, go okay. on and it's like mostly like headless people and you're just like looking at torsos and penises and then like when you said while, headless I immediately thought of Army Hammer because I yeah. thought like literally decapitated and I was like oh Army must love sorry you just mean out of frame <laughs> <laughs> no he. He loves that site in particular because he's like, can you just can you just take your arm out of frame so like I can pretend I just it looks chewed like it's on cut it off. for an hour. <laughs> how and how angry did you hear his like or read his like reaction about yeah. how angry he yeah. was and it was just like you know and now I've got to go back and take care of my kids and like Lionsgate's behind me. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like please shut up I about Lionsgate. Yeah. <laughs> He's Please shut up about worse. your house with the Cayman Islands. Like, I just yeah. can't feel bad for you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, so chat roulette. Chat you just roulette. went on for fun. Yes. It's just headless. And then, like, if you really like the torso, you're like, do you want to show your face? And like, right. <laughs> it's this bizarre exchange. But he came over that week, and I just had this experience where I wanted my face to be, like, next to his Right. Constantly. Yeah. It was really strange. And uh, because like I'm a definitely like a qualifies like a lust addict or whatever okay. you want to call it. Like I'm used to going in on like any old stranger and thinking that's the person. But with him, it was like this yeah. weird face proximity smell attraction thing. And then we had this really great conversation where like I... I wouldn't let him like get out of the, I had this weird attachment. I wouldn't let him get out of the bed. He got out of the bed. I had like my hand around his like leg. Right. And then we had like a 30 minute conversation about all the Broadway boys that we'd slept with in common. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sure like he was just like, I have to go pee. Like, please let me go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was just like hanging on. Yeah. He's like, no, let's talk more Aww. about that one. That one's strange, right? Yeah, that's a strange one. I love that. There's always those guys that you're like, you are actually disgusting, but the sexual chemistry is like undeniable and I just like need you sexually. And there's yeah. suddenly people you meet where you're like, I just I just want to be in the same room as you. Like I felt that specifically where I'm like, I want to be in the same room as you like forever. Like I just want to be in a conversation with you. Yeah. And it's even gotten to the that's... point now where if... I think even if we're like annoyed with each other at times, you know, I still I'm like I want to be annoyed with you, but right. I need you to just be like right here. Yeah. For some reason. Yes. Yeah. Like your presence is calming to me. 
Um, and <laughs> even if you're the thing that I'm annoyed at. I love that. I totally get that. And I love that. And I think that is the difference in like a good relationship is that you're like, I've talked about this before, but like when I've been in bad relationships, it's like when I'm annoyed at the person, it's more evidence of what I already know, which is that we shouldn't be together anyway. So it's like so exacerbated because I'm like, I just knew it. Oh my God, it's happening again. What do I do? Like, is this the moment where I should end it or should I just like keep trudging forward? But it completely like shifts when you're in a good, healthy relationship because yeah, you're like, okay, I'm annoyed, but like in the grand scheme of things, you're the best and I just want to hang out with you and it's fine. Yeah. Truth. I remember, I also have to say that I, (laughs) the last night that I ever drank, um, I, me and my friends in college, like chat roulette had just come out and it was like a thing that people did. Like we would just go on it and see who was there because it was like this new thing. And like, I remember, first of all, that a girl in my college posted a screenshot of chat roulette that Drake was like chat rouletting with her. But anyway, we used to just go on chat roulette and like see people and be like, (gasps) and then go to the next one. So the last night that I ever drank, um, I came back from the hospital classic move no. and i was like <laughs> i tried to go back out so i like drank half a beer and tried to go back to a party but then i like felt kind of sick and my friend was like let's just get a pizza let's just go back to your room and get a pizza so we like got pizza and went on chat roulette and i was like depressed but eating pizza like just watching the chat roulette being like i just want some kind of distraction one of my um, party tricks was getting naked on chat roulette like me and my friends would be oh, hanging really? out, and I was like, "I'm gonna take off my." I probably sh- saw you on there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was definitely head in frame. I was like, "Hey, you guys, let's find someone who will get naked with me on chat roulette." And like, so it would always be a girl. Like, I would never do it with a guy because that would have just been like too much. But and also, my boyfriend at the time was always with us. But I was like, "Hey, like just some random girl on chat roulette." I'd be like, "Hey, do you want to get naked?" And then we would just take our tops off and be like. Ha ha, okay, bye. And um I know but, then, but for men, I just was like, oh, it's fucking another outlet for guys to just be mean to me. Like it would be a guy masturbating, me screaming and like changing the channel, and then the guy being like, You're not pretty anyway. <laughs> me being like wow. Oh fuck. Yeah, but, but it's also gotta- kind of fair because we were like not on there for yeah, the right reason. It's like the bachelor. Like, we're like, are, bachelor we were not phase. here for the yeah. right reasons. <laughs> like but what I was- is the right reason. The right reason is probably to like have or sex make with friends. someone like cyber yeah. sex. But I, I was just like full frame face in frame being like, ah, <laughs> next one. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've never like we've never told the story of us meeting and had the reaction be like, oh, yeah, that's that sounds right. right. That's like the <laughs> traditional way to go meet someone. <laughs> Everyone's always like, wait, what? Like if it's I my know. friends, because I'm a few years older than him, my friends are always like, what is, what is that's what is that that's still you know because we're a hundred the internet and then you know <laughs> the sex this, stuff yeah <laughs> the sex stuff yes dad no we haven't told my father yet oh no oh, no he's gonna my, find out my nephew asked the other day and it was so great my six-year-old nephew who is like one of my best friends he's an Aww. angel human and he just loves me so much and it's he loves jacob and Jacob had spent a few days there, and I forget, it, out of nowhere, he's just like, so, um, when are you, you know, like, 
when are you and Jacob... I think he was asking when we were going to get married. And then he was asking... He was like, oh, and when did you meet? How did you meet? And you were like, on Chat Roulette, it's where some gay men meet and they masturbate to each other. And you just tell them the exact information. If you really like each other, you put your heads in the frame. And that's just kind (laughs) of how it goes. And then he just like giggled and, you know, went back to playing. No, what did you what did you tell him? What was your sort of party line? I I think I just said the Internet and and that then we went on a Mm. date. Which, you know, I think it's is true (laughs) that those things did happen in that order. There were just other things that happened in between. Um, Are you going to are you thinking about getting married? Or do you not even care about that? We haven't talked about it, but like we have conversations about the other parts of it, like around, I don't know. My sister has been married for a while and she never had a wedding. And at first I was like putting a lot of pressure on her to have this wedding, not understanding that there are people in the world that don't want attention all the time. Crazy, right. And then it's, (laughs) I know, bizarre. It's shocking. And now that I understand her mental illness, I'm like, okay. I see, like, that this isn't for you. And and then I started thinking, wait, do I really want to have a wedding? Because let's face it, like, even a cheap one is a couple thousand oh, yeah. dollars. And, like, I want I want a lot of things. I want a car that's small that can fit in a parking spot in yeah. New York City. I would like a home that's somewhere adjacent to the Hudson yeah. Valley eventually. I mean, I don't know. And all those things sort of just seems like a big waste of money. So that part of it, like the conversation has never happened, but like we talk about like kids or like a yeah. home or like a, you know, and that like, you know, the, the reality of being in a relationship that you're really happy in has sort of like snuck in right. on me. And yeah. so it's gotten around all of my little protections of like, I can't talk about right. that. That's, yeah. that's a weird. Yeah. I think that's healthy is just talking about the future without having these weird sort of rigid expectations of what's supposed to happen at what timeline well to dive into our topic (laughs) well anyway anyway, you know now that we've dropped that (laughs) we want to talk a little bit about psychics and mediums today i have always always made psychics a priority in my life i have seen them pretty regularly since i was 16 years old i also donate to charity i don't waste all of my money but It's just always something. (laughs) I always feel like I have to say that. But it's just always been something I enjoyed once in a while if I'm having a bad day on birthdays, whatever. I'm just like, I just want to, I just want some sort of outer knowledge that's not around me. And it's been really fun. I've had people who are incredibly accurate. I've also had complete cuckoo bananas people who are not accurate and have just sort of ripped me off. When I I would walk into random shops in New York that had psychic outside and neon lights, which is not necessarily how you want to go find a psychic. And um, some of those people. Why not, though? Because sometimes they are just there for money. But I've had experiences. I had a crazy experience once in New York where I was having a bad night, saw a neon psychic sign, walked right in. A woman was in the back. No one was. It was an empty shop. A woman was in the back. She comes out in slippers and her hair curlers in and like a nighty. I was like, it was like 9 p.m. And she like sits down and she's like, okay, I don't have that much time. Okay, <laughs> give me your hand. She takes out my hand. At the time I had break, I had just gone through a breakup with a guy named Peter. And she was like, let me see your hand. Okay, who is the guy with the P? And I was like, what? Whoa. And she was like, uh-huh. 
who is the guy with the P? And I was like, my ex-boyfriend. And she's like, uh-huh. And at the time, I had just gone on a date with a guy named Oliver. And she was like, okay, and who's the guy with the O? And I was like, wait, out of no... And she was like in a rush. She just like sort of like threw those letters out. And <laughs> and every time I was like, wait, what? She just looked at me and was like, uh-huh. Like, basically, like, I have no time for you to be astonished right now. We need to get on with this because I need to go back to bed or whatever. <laughs> uh, and doesn't don't they get paid by the minute or something? So you'd think that she'd want to. Take I know, time. but she was in a rush. She was probably forgot that her shop was even open. I bet she like lived above the store. Oh, I like the idea that like she was in her nighty, but she actually like lives like in Far Rockaway, <laughs> and just like have, before she goes home for the day, she just puts her nighty on to take the subway. That was my Love. dream. Like work situation is to live. Like, like to have a bed in an office because I love being in bed so much. Cool. I love working from bed. So I'm just like, I would love to just lay down in a bed and answer emails all day. I, I love those psychics that are in like street windows, you know, have little yeah. shop windows. I just like to stare in at them because what I find is if you look like the good ones know and they'll like point at you and like gesture to come inside. And I yeah. never do. But I just love that interaction. And so I'm always hoping I get that when I walk by. Because it's like an ego thing that like my aura or something is so powerful right. that you just feel like you have to Your read aura it. is pretty powerful. That happened to me once that this this woman was like actually banging on her glass psychic door and being like, Hey, 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 come and come and come on. And I was like, <laughs> What's so fucking urgent? Like, is everything okay? But guys, that was right at the beginning of 2020. Oh, no. So she was like probably trying to tell she everyone. She probably was going to tell me. Yeah, I could have saved everyone's lives, but I didn't. Well, I mean, if she was really on point, she would have been knocking on the window for everybody, not just That's for such you. A funny because thing I know to this do. has been hard for you, Devin, but it's also been tough for the rest of us. I know. I'm like, right from my um, personal bedroom with a bathroom inside my parents' house where there's a <laughs> pony in the backyard. Yeah. Personally, I've been there's going a through a pandemic. pony in the backyard? There's a pony and a horse. Guys, the pony's named Pancake, which I think is pony so and a cute. horse. My great grandmother um, said she liked to read palms, and then took my sister's palm, who was seven at the time, and looked at it and said, "You're gonna die young." <laughs> my sister no! fell apart. Oh my, my mom was God. like, "Okay, Ma, you can't say that to a child." I see. It's like a whole. There's a whole world of like witchiness and like, oh yeah that kind of spirituality stuff that I never had really allowed myself to get involved in, but I've had like, so at the beginning of this year I had, so Jacob and I had been together for probably like four months. We met in September of 2019. And so in like January or so of 2020, um, He's always talking about, like, he loves witchy stuff. He has all these books, and he makes these candles. And, like, I've always been so skeptical of a lot of that stuff. And But, you know, he's so wonderful. So I was like, oh, this has to be, like, interesting. But still, in the back of my mind, I was, like, a little skeptical. And then he was like, I'm going to make you a candle. And I'd been having, like, a really slow time at work. Nothing had been going on. And I was like really getting stressed about it. And he was like, no, no, I'm going to make you a candle. It's going to be like a an intention candle. And so he shows up at my house one day with this like full on candle and like a glass tube that he's like carved into the side of it, like pentagrams and like language and all this. And there's like glitter and all this stuff in it. And like these instructions about 
you know, I have to write this letter of intention and then I have to light this candle. And there's like these instructions on what you do with the candle, the liquid it's supposed to be, and it's supposed to be in wine. I didn't have any wine at the house, but I'm like a hundred percenter. I want to follow the directions. Yeah. And I decided I was going to really go in on it. So he was like, no, those directions you don't have to follow. I'm like, I'm following every direction. <laughs> so I wrote this very specific intention letter about this one job that I wanted to get and like what I thought that was going to mean for me in my career and like who I intended to be in that part of my life and in my love life with him and da 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 da. And I like found the substitute I could use for wine and like poured all this stuff in the right place and it had to burn like all day long for like a seven days and so I made sure to like have it in a safe place where I could do that which in hindsight sounds very unsafe but whatever I had a candle burning and I left my house <laughs> and I got that wow. job and I still have this gorgeous man in my life and I'm a hundred percent certain that it has something to do with that intention yeah. letter and that candle and it's not like a hundred percent like a psychic thing but it is i mean i think to me like all that stuff is in the same world, i completely agree whether it's like okay i need i know i'm also candles. like ww dot <laughs> does does yankee carry does yankee no. carry jacob will make you one there's a whole box of this stuff and he like he he makes them for his friends and and i i'm totally sold on the whole thing you know, wait I, will he actually make me i'll one? buy one yeah on a heartbeat he certainly will yeah i'll yeah. buy one too he loves it. He lo and he feels like he is really strongly connected to Marilyn Monroe. This is interesting. And yeah. that she's like a part of his life. And since we've been together, I see her That's everywhere. so crazy. I mean, he says, Weird. he's like, I see her everywhere. She's everywhere. And then a few times he would be like, see, there she is. There she is. And she's always on a wall or on a, and like, you're like, okay, it's Marilyn Monroe. She's everywhere. But she seemingly follows him around. And then I start to see her and then like I'm in analysis one day and my therapist starts talking about how, oh, you like Marilyn Monroe? I'm like, Jacob loves Marilyn I mentioned it and she's like, oh yeah, we translated this book about Marilyn Monroe and it's, it's this French psychiatrist who wrote this whole book about Marilyn's psychiatric evaluations and all that and we translated it because it's this incredible case study. And I was like, yeah, now she's following me around. That's so cool. Wow. I, I have those things, like, there's specific numbers and stuff that I've always thought of as, and it sounds dumb in comparison, but I'll have, there There are numbers that come up to me on the street or um, in billboards or wherever, and whenever something hard is going on, when I need a sign like that, they come up. And... If you think that's crazy, just say Caroline is crazy and, you know, keep listening. But yeah, I absolutely believe without a shadow of a doubt that there is another world with its own rules and logic that reaches ours and tries to communicate with us. And I'm not saying I believe in aliens yeah. or any of that. I'm saying that there's a hubris that humans have. And I remember hearing a rabbi speak about this once. We have an arrogance as humans thinking that we know everything about a completely unknowable universe. Yeah, I believe wholeheartedly in aliens and I am willing to go down that road if anybody wants to. <laughs> and I also believe in a lot of other things, but it just the coincidences simply are too much and 
Yeah, I had this weird experience, which is like, I don't know if, like, every time I tell it to someone, I think it's like the most mind blowing thing. But everyone I tell it to is like, no. But to me, I was like, this is crazy. So I did this job that was like very short term. It was like two months. And, but it was working with like a very small team. So I worked with this woman closely for two months, but I didn't really know, like, we didn't get to know each other that well like we weren't friends I never had like a personal one-on-one convo with her but every day the whole team would eat lunch together and I was in like this very turbulent relationship at the time that I was constantly wondering what I should do about like should we be together should I break up with him is it meant to be is it not like um and every night we would have like a fight and then the next day I would be wondering is is it worth staying like I love him but this and that whatever and um we would like eat lunch together and I swear every day she would say something not directed at me that was like the most helpful thing for me to hear. One example is that in response to someone else's story or some TV show someone was talking about, she said, um, when you have rose colored glasses on, red flags don't look like red flags. They just look like flags. And I had never heard that before. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, that just blew my mind that you said that. And she's like, really? Like everyone says that. And Literally I was like, never no, heard that of it. Is and that's crazy. Brilliant. And then a few days later, she was talking about that book Attached that I always talk about on here and like attachment styles and how like if what you're insecure attached, you like just choose to stay in relationships no matter how turbulent they are because it's like you're too afraid to be alone and, and you tend to like to be in dramatic relationships that you can obsess over. So I'm like, why is this woman like speaking to me? And then on the one of the last days, she goes, I just had the weirdest session with. Sorry, this is such no, a No, I'm obsessed. On one of the last days, she was like, okay, so I, she was like, guys, this is so weird. I'm so skeptical of, of stuff like this. And I never do stuff like this. But I went to go see a psychic because my friend bought me a session and I just decided to go. And it was crazy. And she said, you know, this person knew all this stuff about her family and she looked it up and it turned out to be true. And it was amazing. And she was like, you know, what's another weird thing she said? She said, right now I am working with someone and I've met someone who I am helping really a lot without realizing it. And she said, my role in someone else's life right now is to help them. And I again, I've never had a one on one conversation with this woman and I like dropped my sandwich and I was like, it's me. It's uh, me. <laughs> she was like, what? And I just was shaken for like days. I was like, wait, this was fucking crazy. And I ended up breaking up with that guy like shortly afterwards. And then I ran into the woman at like a get together like a, a year later. And I, I just looked at her and was like, I, this person like came into my life just in such a helpful way. And I barely know her. And a psychic knew about it. It was just crazy. That is insane. It's wild. I. I thought you were going to say that you ran into her a year later and she just ran away from you. <laughs> she was like, like this woman. That crazy girl that dropped her sandwich that day. <laughs> sandwich girl. <laughs> I ran into her outside her house because I was looking in through the screen glass door. <laughs> and I was like, wait, it's that woman again. You help me. You help me. You really do. I ran into her with my car when I was chasing her down. <laughs> she just answered her door when I rang the doorbell. And I was like, what a coincidence. <laughs> 
everything's connected. It's so funny because the universe really brings you together when you find someone's address on a journalism database that you're not legally allowed to use. And then you drive to their house and then you pound on their door. So I'm just saying like there's coincidences and then it's like, is it God or is it God type of thing? Excellent. Um, Exactly. I think it's so cool when you need signs or you ask for signs in any way. And sometimes it feels futile or desperate. And then the universe gives you those signs. And then it's really up to you. And then it's your free will. You know, like, are you going to take what's so obviously in front of you? I remember when I was thinking about quitting drinking and I couldn't decide. I couldn't decide. And I was always asking for signs. I had like no friends at the time. The only person I was talking to was my mom. And my sister and I was just I needed something. And I remember being on the subway in New York thinking, just tell me if I need to quit drinking. Just tell me. And a guy walked on the train and his sweatshirt just said Carolina. And I was like, okay, (gasps) maybe that's it. But then but then I wasn't going to do it because I I needed someone to like shake me or maybe I needed rehab, you know, but I but I was constantly asking for signs (laughs) They were constantly provided. And then it was basically what I'm like, what am I going to do with these signs? And I'll always reference the Chloe Kardashian Lamar video when they were like, we're getting all these signs. We have to get married. We have to get married. And they just took them and ran with it. Did it say N Carolina? No, it just said Carolina. Carolina. That was the wild part. Oh. Well, he might have been wearing a jacket. He wasn't, Devin. (laughs) (laughs) He was just Myrtle Beach I let you have your sandwich story. (laughs) Give me this. I know. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more True Romance. I want true romance. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. 
If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Welcome back to True Romance. Zach has told me about an experience with a medium recently, and both times I heard him speak about it, I cried. So I am really going to try to keep it together today. Before Devin, Devin told me briefly that you had a story about a medium, and then I knew when she said that that I was going to cry hearing it. <laughs> I'm not saying that as a sign thing. I'm just saying that, like, when you've spoken about things before, I've cried. So I was like, oh, I'll probably cry when I hear about that. You're just saying that we're better. It's friends. so funny because I was like, oh, Zach Booth. Listen. And Devin was like, no, Zach Booth three dwarf. And I was like, Booth three? <laughs> Booth three? <laughs> That's, no. I'm, I'm changing it. Changing it today. Zach Booth three. I feel for people that maybe listening to us like lean into this like it's all a coincidence and like just feel intense skepticism or like nastiness about it which is like by all means feel that way like i feel that way like i was saying in the back of my mind with all these candle things like candle stuff maryland stuff i'm always was sort of like really but then you know i have a different experience with it now devin was talking about a little bit feeling resistant like my resistance to a lot of this stuff comes from a very specific fact, which is just that my mom died when I was 15, like just to get right into the to the comedy of it. No, but that that experience and my connection to her and my desire to like have that relationship, I think put me in a place where I did not want to acknowledge any kind of like communication or otherworldly thing that I couldn't control because I I had such a little amount of information that I could remember from this relationship. I had so much trauma around it. And like, this is me talking about it, like in, you know, with, you know, with some help, like, I, I think this is what was going on. So when anyone would talk about like psychics or readings, I would be like, they're going to try to talk about my mom. I don't want to talk about that with them because I have this limited pool of stuff that I can remember, and I, I'm definitely not going to let You're that protective. go. You're protective, right. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, even though, even when I started going on a spiritual journey of my own, you know, I had, I started to have these, like, realizations about my misinterpretation of, like, some of the spiritual lessons that my mother had been trying to teach me. Like, I I always joke that like she was very anti-religious and she used to like she told me one day I was asking about like going to churches and she was like, oh, you know, look, there's like three churches at the top of the road. If you go up, make a right, like you can go to church, just come back in time for lunch. You know, like that was her attitude. Like, go check mm-hmm. it out if you want to. And so when it was my turn to have my spiritual journey, I was like, no, my mom wasn't into that stuff. You know, then I started to remember that she had gotten very into yoga and like very into meditation. And so at this period in my life, when I needed to start exploring those things for myself, I remembered this guru that she used to go to. 
And I remembered that she had even taken his teacher training through his yoga studio. And like right when she died, she was still teaching like one 6 a.m. yoga class to like three Westchester ladies every week. But it was like her thing that she did. And I was like, just go to the computer. And I'm like, whatever happened to that guy? Like, maybe I can like find, you know, some of that meditation. And I like look it up. And of course, he has like a studio and it's like four blocks from my house on the Upper East Side. And within like two weeks, I'm sitting in this in a room with the same man that she was studying with. And I became introduced to this whole world of like spirituality and like witchiness and otherness that she was exploring in her own path and like gave me this stronger relationship with her. And so that's when I started to think, okay, maybe I need to be like a little more open-minded about this kind of stuff. Cut to (laughs) Jacob has during the pandemic been getting these offers from the Canyon Ranch in Massachusetts to come up and it's like him and one Broadway star and they he like plays for them and they sing and it's like a one night socially distanced like with plexiglass barriers like Broadway I don't know something in Massachusetts and so we've been we went up there twice and the second time we went there there was an advertisement like they have a a catalog it's like a place that people go to i don't know what what are they doing they're like going to lose weight they're going to have uh, like a wellness journey spa yeah. experience type of thing right and it's like a really lovely place unless you like like big portions and salt <laughs> you know so like yeah so i was gonna little, say not for, for most other people <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like the first, before we realized that it's like, it's all inclusive. And before we realized that you could just get as much as you want, you just had to keep asking. Like the first two nights there were some of the hungriest I've ever felt. No. And like, then the next day he found like a a gas station nearby that had like Takis and Reese's and everything got better. But the second time, it, I have so many stories about going to this place. I'll try to focus. The second time we went there, there was a medium on the schedule. And I just, the second I saw it, I felt it. I was like, I have to go wow. see this medium. Like, I have, I have to go. I've done all this work. I've, like, had this whole journey. I, like, I think I'm right. And then immediately behind that was like no you don't want to do that that's going to ruin this perception you have like what if your mom doesn't show up what if it's like a complete hoax what if you hate it right it was some of those old defense mechanisms of like no keep me away from that stuff because i have to protect like this little bit that i have Mm -hmm. but now i had the experience of having dug deeper in other ways and understood that like outside of my comfort zone there were like some discoveries for me to have Her name was Maureen Hancock. She's known as the comedian medium. I'm listening. Obsessed. Right? Deeply obsessed. (laughs) I highly... Deeply, deeply obsessed. You know, my sister who um, has worked in the field of social work for a long time and who I just hold on this pedestal, I like casually mention it to her. She's like, oh yeah, I know her. 
She's great. She's supposed to be great. I know people have gone to her. And so I'm like, oh, wow. She's getting like a stamp of approval. I sign up, but you can still cancel. There's like this weird thing where everything is super expensive, but we were getting it at a discount. But and you can't cancel unless you call between 8 and 830 in the morning. It's like the weirdest cancellation policy. Like you can't cancel, but if you call between 8 and 830, you can cancel. So I'm like, okay, that morning, I'm like, I'm not going to go. The night before, these other people that were up there, like the singer and the singer's partner and the singer's agent who all happened to be staying there, they started talking about how they had gone to her before and they were trying to encourage the other people to go. And in my mind, I'm like, no, none of you can go. This is for me. This is my thing only. I don't want any of you there. (laughs) I got really protective. I even told Jacob that I would prefer it if he didn't go. So he didn't get to... Go to the comedian medium. But I went and I like it's a, it's such an exercise and seeing other people go through it is an exercise in understanding like what openness can do for you. Right. I went in there like an open vessel. I was ready to sob the second I walked into the room and there everybody else there was from Massachusetts and had these like super thick Massachusetts accents. And they're all talking about like Ipswich and Falmouth and all the hair and all of that. You know, like the Kennedys. It's just like, you know, a family guy. I just was really like listening to all them. They're going back and forth and it's like stiff up, up a lip, you know, we're not going to show them, you know, how we really yeah. feel. And this old couple, like she slowly like picked them apart and like slowly, you know, got some information out of them. And I, there's, I have so many things that I could share about it, but like she turned to me and she just unloaded on me in a way that I could not have expected. I mean, she was totally wrong about a lot of things. Like she was like, your mother's alive. And I was like, no, she's dead. And like, that's the whole reason I'm here. That hashtag awkward moment when... Well, I was being you psychically like, predict that someone is alive who's not right, and it happens to be the like the entire backstory for why they're there that day. Right. But you know, I was like so drunk on openness. I was like, no, it's okay. Like, yeah, she's she is here. Just she's not alive, <laughs> but she is here. You know, Aww. I was like being that kind of generous. Yeah, and there are so many great things that she she started talking about me. And how she thinks I'm an empath and I've had all these like, you know, and like, that's easy. Like, you pick the narcissist in the room and start talking to them. Well, about, also a sensitive you know, artist how... type. Right. You know, she, she she knew. She she had that figured out. So she's doing the whole thing. She goes into the cancer. She guesses it's cancer. It kept coming back. She didn't, she didn't let you see how sick she was. She hit it all, you know, and I'm like blubbering and like, yep, yep, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And then... And she's like talking about other, and then she goes, and that's why you're, you're a moon guy. And I just like froze because right after she passed away, my sister's friend, uh, who I was in like high school theater with, she was like trying to help me in the way that she knew how, which meant like going to the gas station after play practice and getting like Twinkies and then going and smoking cigarettes in her car. Like that was, she was like going to just spend time with me. And we went on a walk one night and she told me that like uh, someone had told her once when somebody dies, like you pick a star. And if you pick a star, that way you can always talk to that star. And I was just like, no, no, I can't. And I was like, you know what? I'll pick the moon. 
And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm going to pick the moon because I always know where the moon is. And ever since then, like on my mom's birthday, I sing happy birthday to the moon. Like I have this enchanted relationship with the moon. Like I'll just, when I see it, I'm aware of a presence and I'm just like, I can instantly connect to like the moment and what's going on in my life in a different way. And the second she said that to me, I just like felt it like, and I, I, I don't know, like all the other stuff was wrong, but like, how could she have known? Right. And maybe that's not what she meant. Maybe she thought I was like taught like somebody that studied moon cycles, but I was like, no, <laughs> that's not it. And uh, I, yeah. So that's like, one example of this experience with her but it just really blew my mind that like i just felt like she tapped into me and i think that that's possible and it also sort of like reaffirmed a whole lifetime of like singing at the moon which right. like seems sort of silly no i think it you know we have faith in these things and to get a response in a way if that makes sense I can imagine that being so powerful. Yeah, it was. And and the at the end, she sort of said, like, do you have any, you know, any questions for her? And this is for me, like, when the whole thing kind of made sense in terms of a bigger picture of what was really happening for me. And I tried to articulate, like, that I just want to know if I'm okay. Like, am I just, am I doing okay? You know, and that through years of like analysis and all this other work that I've done, like it always comes up to just like being in the car in like fourth grade and coming from like soccer practice or even younger. I think I was even younger. I had this memory of like being in the back of the car and being like, oh, I hate soccer. Like, I'm so bad at it. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? You're really good at soccer. And I was like, no, Chris is really good. He like scores all the goals. And she's like, no, honey, you're really good at soccer. You chase the ball like the whole game. You never stop running. Everyone thinks it's really great. You're just like constantly trying. And from that moment on, in my mind to this day, I will tell you, I'm a really good soccer player. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it was just because yeah, she said she that. You. And so... I boy, I it all boiled like I'm sitting there in front of like six people from Western Massachusetts with funny accents. I'm like sobbing, and she's like, "Do you have any questions?" And I'm like, "I am so embarrassed to say this in front of the strangers, but like, am I okay? You know, like, am I doing okay?" And there it is. I am. I'm doing okay. Which like I knew outside of that, but like for me, that whole experience was really helpful. It definitely yeah. like gave me a little foundation to stand on. Okay, I just have to say that I all of my hairs on my body are standing up and I am <laughs> freezing hypothermic from chills, as I like to put it. Because I just think like, first of all, I think that one of my favorite things about you, Zach, as a person is like, I think that you, the whole time that I've known you for the past several years, you prioritize like, well-being in a way that makes it like really cool if that makes sense and like when I <laughs> was younger I just my whole thing was like I'm like a fucking mess and I don't care and like who cares and whatever and like um just like romanticized 
um, being a bad person basically and like not caring about stuff like that, which I I still held on to like after like starting trying to be a better person and like get my life together. I still held on to this thing of like, well, it's cool not to care and I don't care and like whatever. But I feel like you've always been someone who I've looked up to because you do prioritize these kinds of experiences of like becoming a better person and being more open and being more there for people. And like, I do think of you as, as an empath and a huge part of that is probably because you are open to those experiences and like growing through such like the stuff that you've gone through that I can't even imagine. Yeah. So I just think the main thing I like hear in that story is how much work you've done to like really be able to enjoy this experience like you said like all that stuff that we do of like defense mechanisms and like not wanting to go there just like these stupid mental blocks the mental blocks that we all have it just takes away from our experience of everything and like just a little bit of open-mindedness really like makes all the difference and now I kind of have pity for my former self of these barriers I had of like wanting to like be cool and not look into stuff and I just started doing yoga in the pandemic like every day and so many people have recommended it to me and I've never done it and I've always been like I don't care about exercise like I think that's dumb like it doesn't do anything like whatever and I was telling my therapist like now I'm so open to so many other things because it literally worked like it like changes my day when I do it and I'm like oh yeah like the things everyone says works actually do so why have I been like thinking that I'm better than that or not that type of person or we just have like these ideas of who we are I think sometimes that can be limiting something that I think is really something that I'm just thinking about now in terms of uh you Zach is that same night that I was referencing earlier when we the the same night we first met and we went to uh, your apartment and we were complimenting a bunch of your pieces of furniture me and a couple of friends and I remember I forget who it, it, I think it was some sort of cabinet or maybe it was a lamp but in any case someone complimented it and you said oh that was my mother's and I remember immediately thinking oh his mom passed away and I'm not saying that I'm understood that I, I think I could just hear it and how you described it but whenever I see you and it's not because you've been marked by tragedy or anything but I think of your mom like whenever and I feel like huh. that that we carry people with us and not necessarily a tragic way or anything you know my grandfather passed away him and my dad were very similar they're both very political you know environmentalists and I can, and I see my grandfather all the time without even thinking about it around my dad, you know, and they looked similarly. And the same with myself, you know, my great grandmother, <laughs> my great grandmother who grew up literally in the depression, but she dressed like a hipster today. Like she, I see black and white <laughs> pictures of her, of her wearing a sweatshirt. Like I was like, did they make sweatshirts in the 1940s? And she never wore a bra as she got older. And so and I, whenever I think of her, I'm like, oh, that's where I came from. Like, that's where my personality came from of like not wearing a bra and not necessarily like caring about what the way I was supposed to dress and having this sort of wild back of the woods, you know, Everwood attitude. But I think it's so interesting hearing you talk where I'm like, oh, yeah, I always whenever I saw you or thought of you just from that one moment have thought like Zach and thought about your mother. 
But I think it's so cool that we have those people. It's not being haunted. It's not carrying a weight of any sort. It's just that, you know, if we could still learn about people (laughs) forever, which I think is so cool. And you don't know ever who who like you represent for people in your life. And what I mean is like with you talking about like your, your father and your grandfather and like the, the connectivity that you think about between the two of them. Like there are so many people in my life that I represent my mother to them. Mm-hmm. Right. That like, I represent like this profound loss and you know, it's not exactly the same thing that you were talking about, but every, every one of us in some way, like, you know, that you remember that one thing from my apartment, like, blows my mind. And, but it's there, and it's a, and it's a part of it. And that just speaks to, like, the, like, the fact of this spiritual stuff being real. This, like, medium, psychic, witchy, like, there, it's just unavoidable. Even if it is something that we make up in our conscience, or consciousness, like, even if it comes down to that, like we're obviously doing it. So like what's the right. what's the point of denying it? I don't know. I mean, it's so funny. My friend works in like the comedy industry and he worked with a bunch of old writers like on I think it was the Gary Shandling show, but it was like Gary Shandling, John Stewart, Conan O'Brien was in the room. And so they're all obviously like people who couldn't believe less in this kind of stuff, just like cynical comedy writers. <laughs> And one of them had a medium come in to the room and he said that within five minutes they were all quiet. Like they could not believe the stuff that she was getting right. And so they were all completely silent. I think that I love stories like that because it just proves to me that, of course, even the most like empathetic, intuitive among us, like you said, like come in with doubts. How could you not? That's like to be human and like to be conscious and aware is having room for like doubt. And then um, we have those experiences that we believe in as much as you can believe in anything. Like, no, this is real. I am absolutely sure this is real. I've also had so many funny experiences with psychics and just them telling me the thing I absolutely do not want to hear. Like I went through a breakup a while ago and have talked to like a few psychics since then and every time i ask about my ex i'm like how's he doing and literally every time they're like pretty good i'm like no 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 no, no. not what i wanted to no, hear you're thinking of the wrong person so let me give you some more clues look again no look tip again. today Sorry. i literally i i think the last like tarot card reader or psychic i spoke to was like you're gonna be single for a while okay and i was like i mean are we talking weeks or Millennium? No. No, I obviously am going to be single for a while. I mean, it's like a pandemic and I live in Los Angeles. Well, now you know Chat Roulette is... I could, I can't believe Chat Roulette's still up and running. I, it has all these different names now, but <laughs> you can find it. It's like headlessweener.com. <sighs> I went to uh, Sleep No More once, I, which I used to go all the time to see that show because I just love... I'm like such a voyeur and there was lots of naked people running around and I just like loved the anonymity of it. But one time I went with my brother and in that little, they have this like little, uh, like 
what is it a speakeasy thing in the in the beginning do you guys know sleep no more okay this is so weird but i like vaguely i know almost of was it. in sleep no more but that's a story for another of day of course <laughs> i think i was looking for a job on like craigslist and like was talking to them they're like oh, yeah. it's oh, called wow. sleep no well more. hard to say if it would have ended up being actually sleep no more or a murderer with a butcher fair, knife fair. But... it was before it was a thing though i remember being like okay danger i wear a mask okay it's like a it's like a telling of Macbeth, like mostly through like dance. It takes place on like it's it was like the first big immersive theater thing, right? Okay. And so you would just like run around with a mask on in this loft space in uh, the meatpacking district or Chelsea or somewhere, and you would go up and down these floors. You chase the characters, and it was really fun. You could get separated and have your own experience. But they had this speakeasy at the beginning where you would like hang out and. Like, <laughs> this girl that I know, um, who I think you guys maybe I whatever, she was a like the the psychic like fortune teller that they had come out, and so like I took my brother there once, and like we just sat there, and she came over and sat down across from us, and I don't I I don't think my brother like knew that I knew her, but I was like whatever, we'll just like go for it, and she was like, can I give you a reading? And I was like, sure. And she, like, gave me a whole reading and, like, told me, like, all this crazy stuff to do, which I did. Like, go home, make a bath, cut uh, all the petals off of a white rose, put them in the bath, burn this incense in your house, get the petals after the bath out, and then distribute them in the woods somewhere. Mm-hmm. Cut to, like, me and my friend Chad in Central Park, like, a week later. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, <laughs> I have to just distribute these petals. But she's giving me this reading and I'm like totally leaning into it. And then she's like talking to my brother and like telling him stuff. And I'm like, so like, yes, oh, this is so great. And then she gets up and my brother, like, apparently he was wasted. I didn't know. And he was just like, dude, she was so hot. And like, that was (laughs) his whole experience of the whole thing. So like, you know, you're either on the, you're either trying to. Get the message and you're in Central Park a week later still with the message or you're just like not interested. Yeah. I just wanted to say a sincere thing that I wanted to say before, but then we moved on to like other stuff that wasn't as sincere. But I also think like my therapist one time asked me, what is my idea of a moment when I really truly felt okay? And I said I would go in my mom's room when I couldn't sleep when I was a kid and she would like basically hold me and tell me that it was okay and we would watch shows together and stuff. So I said that and and my therapist said, like, the way you talk about your mom, I can tell that if you wanted to, you would be a really good mom because she has really like shown you how to care for someone. And I think like the way you represent your mom to me, Zach, is like when you were talking about that am I okay thing, I was thinking like you provide that for so many people like for me as a friend and and for so many other of our mutual friends, like you are someone who people go to when they need to feel okay and you always show up. And like, I think that like that really resonated with me when you were talking about that. So I just want to say it. Sorry. Carolina, your turn. So Zach Booth. <laughs> um, no, I, I completely agree with what Devin's saying. And, and it's so funny hearing you. Like, I know, I mean, we all self-deprecatingly will be like because I love attention because I'm such a narcissist but those are just not I mean you're an actor so like there is obviously that part but but that's so not what I think about when I think about you 
I'm thinking about there was an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians when Kim was married to oh, Chris God. Humphreys. <laughs> this is serious. No, this is Carolina. serious too. Kim was married okay. to Chris Humphreys, and it was obviously not working. It was obviously not working. Okay, that is and serious. That is it a was uh, Kim and Courtney take New York. And Courtney's with Scott Disick and at the time it was very clear that they're in love. And it was that awkward thing, you know, like on double dates when you've been with someone who's not great or the other couples together and not great. And there's that like weird, not rivalry, but it's like, okay, you guys are really happy and I'm miserable or we're really happy and that couple's miserable. Yes. So that was happening. Courtney was very happy with Scott Disick at the time. And Kim was with Chris Humphreys and they had like literally nothing to speak about because they just did not know or care about each other. There was a celebrity medium that they were like, we have to see. He has an opening. Tyler or whatever from the E! Network. Oh, maybe it was Tyler Henry. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was a celebrity medium. <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> um, It so. was a celebrity medium. He ca- And Kim's like, we have to see him. We have to see him, Courtney. And she's really the one who convinces Courtney to sit down with him. And... Uh, they, he immediately brings up their dad. They both, you know, of course are immediately start crying. The haunting patriarch. And, you know, and brings up very specific things. And he's one of those two, those people who you're like, okay, you're legit. Like you're not messing around. Like the way he's looking at them. He's like, I need you guys to listen right now. Okay. He's sitting in his chair. Do you guys know what that chair looks like? Et cetera. And they're both getting really emotional. And then he looks at Kim and he says, do you remember your father helped you? And during a legal situation with the marriage you had and Kim had famously had like this, like one of those quickie marriages in Vegas, like she got married to some random guy in Vegas and her dad helped her basically get an annulment or a quick divorce because he was a lawyer. And Kim was like, so she said, do you remember this situation your father helped you out with legally? And she says, yeah. And he's like, she he wants you to remember that he helped you out with that. He wants you to remember that. um that was something that he got you out of basically in this situation. And she's like, okay. And then he leaves and she looks at Courtney and she's like, I don't think this marriage is working. Like, I just don't, <gasps> I, I need to get out of it because her dad was essentially telling her like, you know, you got through this. Like I helped you get out of this. Whew. Yeah. I wow. Know. It's so crazy. But then you're like, did he just Google her? I know that's the thing. No, but but he how would he know that she was going through such a terrible marriage? He probably thought she was really happy, and that he I thought it was so weird that right. he said that, and it, it, there was no like punchline or anything to it too. It was just like he wants you to know, he wants you to remember that he got you through this thing. And at the time, she's in this awful, not awful, but just I mean, the marriage she's in right now is pretty awful. The she's just in this marriage with this like total dummy, Chris Humphreys. It was like a gentle. He reminded me of yeah. Shrek, like how he's just like such like a slow moving, gentle giant. <laughs> he's not gentle. Like he's so. I hate him. Sorry. What is there to hate? He's not even around anymore. Because he's like the, he like thinks he's like goofy and he's like throwing her in the pool and stuff and like uh, like I hate that. Like oh, he's a bro. No, he's a bro. I'm push you over. Oh, this I hate that. I hate like goofy people. What are you talking about? So much. I'm goofy. Like people who think they're funny, but they're really just like, oh, like did a prank. I think I'm whatever. funny. And I did a prank. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you're funny. I like, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're both kind of goofy. <laughs> no, no, no. You guys don't get what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> no. Like, I want to be in a fight. Okay. So you know how on every season of like The Bachelor or Love Island or whatever, yes. they'll be like the prankster of the group. And like their prank is like they put chocolate pudding on someone's pillow. 
I feel like you said Love Island just so that I would feel included. I did. <laughs> Chocolate pudding on someone's pillow is disgusting. No, but that's the thing. It's like, that's not funny. That's just like stupid. But and they're also, like, oh, it wasn't that person's idea. I just like, I watch these shows and it's so hard not to be like, none of this is authentic. I know. It's all like, you know, there's just these like mastermind like nerds sitting in their booths just like me, just like a little nerding it up. Like, oh, what can we do to get a little yeah, conflict they're like, going today? Why don't you put some pudding on someone's pillow and then I'm at home like, who are these assholes? Yeah. Okay. Well, Zach, any final thoughts? Any final um, like, you know, tidbits of wisdom that you want to leave us with? I would just say... uh lean in and that i absolutely love true romance pod and it what? has been I'm dancing. so much fun getting to listen to two people who i admire and respect so much just like share and create this beautiful thing because i'll tell i i come i come to the to the pod with a lot of judgment about reality television. I get annoyed at how seriously you take these relationships that these people are having. <laughs> and then you like interview them and they're like, no, it really was hard. I'm like, you were getting paid to be in love. Leave me alone. But right. in the middle of all that, you cover like so many interesting topics that I would never get to think or listen to, be discussed. And I'm grateful for it. And I think you're both stars. And I love what? this. Okay, that and just made sorry, my I ruined freaking it. month that you said that. I know. I'm going to be riding on that one for a while. <laughs> yeah, ride it. Is there anything you want to plug or promote? You know, um, I got nothing. That <laughs> happens. My Our friend uh, Jared was just like, I want to plug. Wait for it. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I've been like really experimenting with doing these like dance sequences to like introduction songs on my favorite television shows like my 600 pound life but like there's Love. nothing concrete yet so okay i'm not really sure thank you zach for joining us on true romance we, we love, love you, you zach we love fans. you this is an honor this is the biggest booking of 2021 great 2021 Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. 
If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 